G'day and welcome back to the final episode of the Keeper Leagues AFLW podcast for 2023. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How you going, mate? Hef, pleasure to be in Studio Hollywood as always. <laughs> well, yeah, is it? I, I don't know if it's much of a pleasure for me because I think uh, we've been competing in the women's all year and I think you are victorious You're in the beauty. end. So yeah, it's a pleasure for you, but maybe not a pleasure for me to have to sit in this Room Imagine you. losing to a salary cap game to me. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's unheard of. Um, I shot myself in the foot a few times, though. I feel like I should have paid a bit more attention to my team some weeks. You should have like beaten that. me. That, uh, you should have beaten me. Sorry, but I'm yeah. happy to take a Stephen Bradbury esque win when I can get one. Absolutely. Well, go through your final round. What'd you score? <laughs> What'd you end up being ranked? All that sort of stuff. Uh, scored fourteen eighty nine. So just finished outside the top two thousand. Finished two thousand and forty nine. I uh, thought I might have snuck in there late because I had um, Stannett and Heads um, playing as well as Gardner in the last game. But uh, I think there was a big swarm of uh, Bowers owners who yep. um, kind of ended up stomping me in the end to, to miss out on that top 2,000 spot. But not not too um, not too unhappy at all that I finished uh, reasonably well this year. So, um, obviously, Jazz Garner is captain or vice-captain uh, this week, actually captained um, the trudge. So, oh, you know, to yep. cap to yep. um, Lady Trudge. But, uh, nice. yeah, Jazzy Garner with 150. But also, big shout out to um, Ashley Drennan, who I brought in for this week to replace Charlie Rowbottom. She had 104. So, well done to her um, as my little Gold Coast Suns swap in. So, they were really good. But on, on the bad side, Britt Benici really finished the season uh, quite slowly, quite poorly. She had 46. And, and Nicola Bard never really fired any shots for me. She had 51. So, she's those two are probably my worst perform this week. Yeah, I brought Nicola Barr in this week as well. She started really well because I watched that game uh, quite closely because Port actually had a win, which was nice. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it didn't go too well for me. Um, I finished with 1470. So, you scored 19 more points than I did. But I had a donut on the field. Uh, stupidly forgot to check my team on Friday. And, yeah, it got to Saturday where I think a trade was already locked out. Couldn't do anything about Hatchard on field with the donut. And so, yeah, had to get that. I also forgot to captain, vice-captain uh, Jazz Garner as well, which meant I had to go Bowers as well. But I didn't end up too much worse. Too, bad. too much worse off. So, yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, my best performer of the week, I th- I'm going to give it to Kiara Bowers. Um, I think she was my top scorer on field apart from Jazz Garner, but everyone has her, so it doesn't really matter. So, bringing Kiara Bowers in worked out pretty well for me. And, yeah, my worst performer is myself. Um, locked myself mm-hmm. out early and uh, got myself a donut. I just didn't learn. So, yeah, unfortunately went down to K's. It was probably there for the taking. It was there for the taking. If I actually brought in someone to replace Hatchard, I probably could have got that 100 points well, to uh, actually beat you. Yeah. yeah. But I uh, didn't do it in the end. Not to, to mention the, the captain's saga and all that sort of yes, stuff. Yes, I know. Really, I should have smashed you if I well, paid yes, more but attention. You but you didn't. So, and you're a statistically minded guy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. when we look back on the history of this this season, I beat you. And that's oh, what well, needs that's to be it. known. Well, uh, let's get into it. Uh, so, what trades did you end up making in the end, was it? Uh, so, I traded in um, Gab Pounds. Yeah, uh, well, that was a good. Yeah, a lot of people did that, actually. Uh, Alison Jernan and Aaron Phillips in her last game. Yep. Uh, so, they netted me 252 points, which is good. Um, I traded out Priest, um, which was a great move. Traded out Eliza James, great move, and obviously had to trade out Rowbottom. But if you add up all those points, uh, those two girls scored 87. So, you know, the Rowbottom replacement would have had to score 165 So to make that up. So, um, successful trades in, in week 10. Yeah, I can't even remember what I did, to be honest. Um, but well, nothing, uh, obviously. You just left yeah. it. And- 
Well, no, I did something. Can't remember. I brought in like a 300k who ended up having to play on the field, um, which didn't help. I uh, brought in Bowers and I brought in oh, Nicola Barr. That was the other one who scored 51. I thought she was going to go big, but didn't in the end, but whatever. Let's talk about the top players of the week. So mm-hmm. uh, Jazzy Garner had 150 points. Just an absolute beast. Is it enough to win her that MVP award? Surely. I don't know. Yeah. With, Who um, beats her? Yeah, I don't really know. I think she was probably the most consistent. Marinoff's probably, I mean, you, I mean in like real terms, but Marinoff's yeah, yeah, probably yeah. the best other one. But it comes down to those two, doesn't it? I'm just looking. One, two, three, four, five, six. Garner's kicked 10 goals this year, which is a fair effort. Yeah, uh, okay. That helps. Or two. So, um, I, I'd be voting Ghana, but obviously Marinoff would be a, a close second. I think she's been exceptional as well. Yeah, either or. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a fun count uh, whenever it happens. But uh, yeah, she was the top scorer of the week. Kiara, Bauer, Kiara Bowers had 142. Uh, is she going to be underpriced next year? What did she end up with her price as at the end of this year? 1.198. So yeah, yeah, so she she's going to be, be underpriced. Mm-hmm. She's going to be in everyone's teams yep. next year, isn't yep. she? And just yep. good to see her overcome those injuries and uh, yeah, get things back to normal by the end of the season. Correct. We did flag that last week. She was in the projections for the uh, captains last week. Probably should revisit them to see how it went. But uh, yeah, not a bad uh, way to finish the round there. Um, Ash Riddell, my girl, she replaced Georgie Prasparkas for me. Glad I didn't put that Georgie Prasparkas poster no, up no. in here. It's a waste. Um, yeah, well, I've got it still sitting there. Maybe I should give it away to someone as a bit of a prize or something. Okay. Uh, Georgie Prasparkas poster signed by Hef. <laughs> I don't think that'd be uh, worth too much, I don't reckon. I don't know. It'd be one of a kind. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, and the other one was Mon Conti, uh, 124 points. She finished off the year really, really strong, <laughs> yeah. didn't she? She started a little bit slowly, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I watched that game on the weekend and she was everywhere because uh, I was tossing up whether to play her in my... <clears throat> Sorry, game they scored side or not, I only have her as a, um, a gold and I was like, nah, I'm not going to take the risk. But yeah, she absolutely blissed it. She's just everywhere. Like they just feed the ball to her. Um, I know Ellie McKenzie was injured yeah. um, a lot of this season. So that helps her was out. probably a reason why she, she scored really well. But um, yeah, she's just an absolute ball magnet and uh, she's also really young too. So um, I think she's going to have a massive future ahead of her. Yep. And the last one, uh, Ella Roberts uh, mm. up against the Crows had 120 points. People are saying that this is her like breakout happening and we're seeing that uh, yep. in you know come to fruition right now. So she's turning to an absolute superstar. Was what's her role? Is I'm just trying to look up her CBAs, but the website isn't loading. What she is she one of those players that has moved into the midfield? Because I have not. Like West Coast are pretty hard to watch, so I haven't paid much attention to her. But let's have a look here. Oops, I'm on the men's. That's not right. Let's she's go not going to gonna be in there. No, she's not going to be in there. And I have updated these uh, CBAs as well all throughout the season, including round 10. Very handy. This week. So, yes. Ella Roberts, yeah, she's playing in a bit more midfield. She played 90% midfield time this week. So, yep. we'll probably see... She only averaged 32.8% for the season, but we'll probably see her more in the midfield next season as well. So, glad I got those stats because did not watch a second of that game, but that tells me everything I need to know. Anyway, those are the top five scorers. We don't have to worry about the underprice because we don't play anymore. It doesn't Season's matter. done. It doesn't matter anymore. Case is the victor. All right, so before we kind of sign out for the season, mm-hmm. let's give some awards. So, mm-hmm. Case, I want to know who your MVP of the AFLW season was? For my team, I'm going to give my MVP to Laura Gardner. Um, I had her from day one. So, what did she end up averaging? 115.6 and went up 725k in value. So, um, 
stoked to be a, uh, I suppose, ground level owner of Laura. And um, yeah, one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah, she was awesome this season. I actually got to watch her in the flesh a few weeks ago and it was uh, yeah pretty outstanding to see her do her thing on Albert and Noble. Uh, my MVP has to go to Ebony Marinoff. Bit of a mm-hmm. boring pick, mm-hmm. but... Probably like the only captain option apart from Kiara Bowers maybe in the last round that I had throughout the year that was consistently scoring me over 100. Mm-hmm. I think she was the first captain that got me over 100. And uh, yeah, didn't go too well this week, but uh, she was awesome for the remainder of the year. So Ebony Marinoff, yes, she plays for the Crows, but uh, I- a soft spot for the Crows, W. I really do. And the even Quam. The, even the Crows M in terms of fantasy these oh. days because Jordan Dawson is probably Jeez. one of my favorite players in the comp. But anyway, I uh, would like him better when he was at Sydney. Uh, let's continue on with some of the women's players over here. Yeah. Uh, who was your rookie of the year? Uh, it has to be Matilda Shoals. Yeah, um, I got that as well. I was looking back through my round one team, and I, apart from her, I picked a lot of duds for yeah. my 300k players. So it was a very, very easy chance, that uh, very easy choice to give it to Matilda. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, just, especially with the way she finished off as well. I think she got two or three goals on the weekend, mm-hmm. and just actually like. You know, I traded her out the mo- like for her best three games just yep. before because I felt like she'd maxed in price. I was like, I'll, I'll go to an, a, a more established ruckman, and I would have been better off just keeping her. So, yep. um, Same. yeah, it was she had an awesome finish of the season, and yeah, she just looks like one of the best young rucks in oh. the uh, in the competition. She'd so. have to be in most people's starting sides, I reckon, next year. Absolutely. Mm. Um, who was your best, most like unique pick of the year? Um, I think. Uh, round five is where I made a few funky trades and they actually held me in good stead for the rest of the year. I brought in Zali Goldsworthy in round five. Um, she only ended the season 5% owned. I know she's kind of skyrocketed in terms of people kind of, um, you know, knowing how good she is now. But since bringing her in, she scored three tons, two 90s and had a um, season high 168. So, um, stoked to get her in. And, and not a flashy name, but someone who just was kind of there each week and scored really well was Abby Dowrick from The Power. Um, you know, she's another young one too. Kind of is one of those ones who looks like she's a bit capped about what she can score, but got a really high floor. So, um, yeah, she tipped the cap to her as well. What about you? Uh, look, this isn't set up, but I was on our TikTok account before mm. and Christy Stratton actually, uh, she appeared, like you can see who's been on your page, looking mm-hmm. at your page. Christy Stratton, looks legitimately her, was on our page earlier on. So, I'm going to name her as my best unique. Um, after round one, she had zero centre bounce attendances, mm-hmm. then had 80 the next round. So, I picked her up on the back of that. Yeah. And then she ended up averaging, you know, 21% of the CBAs for the season. Last two rounds, she didn't play any, and that's when I traded her out, played yeah. any in the midfield. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, she had some really good, uh, like a decent amount of midfield time and put up some half-decent scores in there. Made me um, a fair bit of cash yeah. throughout the season. I think she started as- uh, a 78, nine. 91 in there. Yeah, she made she made 3052 by the season end, but mm-hmm. uh, I think by the time I traded out she was probably worth another 100 or two more than that. So um yeah, Christy Stratton gets my most unique pick and I've really enjoyed just you know, you know when you just latch onto a player yep. that's in your team that is unique that no one else really has so yep. she was probably that player this season. All right, who was your biggest dud of the year? So who you started <coughs> with and uh, yeah, didn't perform well for I, you. I obviously, probably has to go to a defender because they were all rubbish, but uh, I kind of had high hopes for Serene Watson from the Saints. Um, didn't last too long in my team after a bit of a, an average start. She averaged 31.9 for the season and lost 179k in value. So, there was a few uh, average picks from my uh, round one side hunting for a bit of value. Uh, she was one. You could say Eliza Shannon was another bad one. Um, Emma Antonio, but... Um, Ebony Antonio, sorry, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Serene this year. My dud, sorry, 
Geordie Allen, but it's you. <laughs> um, so I picked her up as one of the primo defenders mm-hmm. uh, at the start of the season. I don't know if I should really blame her. I should blame my inexperience as an AFLW coach, probably the fantasy coach, yeah. because yeah, defenders probably just weren't picking up and spending money on uh, early on in the season. But she lost two hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. That's a real mm-hmm. Richie Beno uh, number. Choo-choo. There, real Richie Beno number there. But uh, yeah, um, that was probably my worst one of the start of the year. So yep. anyway, let's uh, finish this off mm-hmm. with things we learned. So yep. Case, what are some of the things that you learned playing AFLW fantasy <coughs> this season that you'll mm-hmm. do differently next year? I uh, will not be spending a cent on defenders next year. I think that's easily been shown. Um, so unpredictable, so up and down. Yeah. So even if you look at um, the stats, the highest averaging defender this year was... Um, it was Angelique Stannett yep. who averaged 74. But even like we had periods where we were like, Hannah Priest is the number one defender mm-hmm. in the game. If you don't have her, your team's rubbish. Mm-hmm. And she just got a different role and faded away. Like it just happened all throughout the season where we think we're on yeah. a runner. Like even Stannett, like yeah. when Kara uh, Bowers went out, was mm-hmm. playing more midfield time and it took her a few weeks to adjust to that. It was just, yeah, so hard to actually get a decent run of defenders in there. So I'm the same. Next season, I am buying every cheap underpriced defender and just loading up in every other position. So like, uh, what's so crazy? There's there's only four defenders who averaged 70 or more. Yep. And there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rucks who yep. averaged more than 70. So like, yep. th- that's kind of crazy in that whole coming from the men's headspace. And where then you're like, you know, you've got players that. like Doc or... Um, Jordan Dawson or something who are just primo scorers. Uh, there's just nothing like that in the defense for the women's. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 forwards mm. that average more than 70 mm. as well. So, like, there you have it. You need to load up on your forwards. You need to load up on your midfielders and yep. then just kind of let your back rot until you can kind of establish who the these ones are. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I learned would be just to try to find the up-and-comers before they break out. Yep. Like, round one screwed me because I'm like, oh, I'll just fix up my rookies after round one and bring in the people that mm-hmm. um, scored well in round one, not realizing that their prices would just jump astronomically yep. and couldn't do it after yep. that. So. That was probably one thing I learned. Did you get caught out with that this season? Yeah, and I think, you know, realistically, as we, as we talked about before, like Matilda Scholes is probably both of our only really good picks from, you know, the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and uh, going back to that round one team, you know, I had a lot of cheapies um, filling some spots and they either just stagnated or they didn't do anything and, you know, yeah. you, you can't generate any cash from them. So, uh, yeah, we we kind of pride ourselves on finding those, you know, diamonds in the rough with the men. So well, when you know what you're going to have to- Next year, we're going to have to dig a bit harder for those um, 300K faces of gold. But, um, yeah, you got to get those right. Otherwise, you're well behind the eight ball. That's actually a thing I learnt this season was more than two players in the whole competition because I reckon I couldn't probably That's name true. more last year. So, mm. actually giving it some time- um, learning some players and just like fantasy just brings so much to so sport much. for me. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was just awesome having fantasy so I could actually get into the season a bit more mm-hmm. um, this season. Um, another thing I'm going to do next season, K, is I'm going to bring a red dot into the season no matter what. Those okay. ruck score, uh, sorry, those captain scores early mm-hmm. were just so crucial to getting yep. ahead yep. in those early ranks. So, like, I, I, I am an R and I don't usually do it in the uh, the men's stuff where I bring a red dot in because I value the cash gen. Mm-hmm. But the cash gen was so hard to come by and fluctuated mm-hmm. so much anyway mm-hmm. that I just would have been so much better bringing a red dot in. Would you just be backing in like a ruck red dot? Yeah, yep. 100%. So yep. ruck red dot or even just a utility ruck red dot 
type thing. So yeah, you've only got the the one player to deal with if they're uh, laid out or whatever and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So that's the next one. And probably so. from that, like a big one with that is trying to look at that fixture ahead of time and yeah. maybe make sure that right red dot is a you know a, a team who plays a lot of Sundays and stuff like that. So yeah. you can move them late if need be. Yeah, Fremantle seem to play a lot of Sundays. Mm-hmm. So maybe get them. Well, the Perth teams always actually play Sundays. So that's probably why. Um, anything else you're going to bring into next season? <laughs> Um, I think there's a few people who kind of are on my radar for next year. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, like someone like Tia Charlton's played some really good footy at the Crows. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she kind of jumps up. Um, I just think, I think I'm from, 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 from your learnings, if you're going to say I'm going to build a team right now, um, I'd be building a massive, massive core nucleus around that, that, um, Midfield, yep. just almost making sure that's a set and forget five in a way. Yeah. Um, maybe pick a, a good forward or two and, yeah, I don't know. Just leave the leave the rucks as is. But uh, I've really enjoyed the season. Um, really enjoyed watching a lot more women's footy. Um, yeah. Some of the games this year have been outstanding. Like I know we touched on that Crows um, Ruse game the other week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of these girls are super super talented, and um, you know, watching watching girls like Mon Conti and Jazzy Garner and that just rack up touches is is lots of fun. Hundred percent. Actually, one other thing in fantasy, more fantasy related, that mm. I bring into next season is. Go by their averages a lot more than matchups. I think early on in the season, I was trying to be sneaky, go by matchups and weak opponents and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you find just a player has an off week or they play a different role, they rest them that week in a different position. Mm-hmm. So that sort of stuff screwed me. So more so, just if they're a good averaging player, jump on, take the you know ride the highs, ride the lows. Does, it's very volatile though. Yeah, you know, like a, oh, there's, yeah, a, there's, a, there's a massive difference between a good score or even a half decent score to a to a poor score. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just trying to find that consistency, I think, too. 100%. But no, that uh, brings the uh, show to a close for 2023. But uh, yeah, we really enjoyed it. Um, it was good fun playing AFLW. And yeah, looking forward to playing again next season. So yeah, um, what's next for the podcast, Kaz? We've got the draft coming up for the men's stuff. We do. We'll have to look into the women's draft a bit this year, I think, because mm-hmm. we might be able to publish some stats there. But that's the next one. Um, for anyone who's still listening, and the last episode of the season where you do the postseason recap is notoriously the worst listened to episode of the year so if anyone's still listening uh, respect thank, thank you thank you for being here <laughs> thank you for making our, this worth worth our time um, but yeah I think on the 24th I'll have a podcast out uh, looking at the rookies in the men's stuff and then the drafty analysis uh, kit will be straight after that so lots of good stuff coming you're going to have your um, weekly guests each week for the still debating still thinking about how I'm going to do it next year I might not focus on teams as much and okay. maybe do things by position and stuff like that instead but I don't know I will probably just do heaps of episodes and see which ones are good and which ones are bad and then go from there keeping it fresh like it yeah absolutely so might mix it up might not I don't know I'll have a think about it have a play um, but yeah there's going to be lots of content in the off season as well so stay tuned for all of that anyways thank you Kays for joining me for the AFLW stuff hope Pleasure. you enjoyed the adventure it's been great and uh, enjoy the time off it's been a long season has been. We'll see you soon. <laughs> see you, people. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye.